Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to Quantum Living, a mysterious dimension at the intersection of science and spirituality, where anything can happen. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for joining me on this quantum journey as I continue lifting the veil of other dimensions and realities to make them a part of our life. As always, please take away from the show only what resonates with you and discard the rest or put it aside for later. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to yet another fascinating episode of Quantum Living. I have been talking a lot on the show about spiritual growth and personal growth with many great topics. But we mustn't forget that we are physical beings on this earth plane and we do need to take care of our physical bodies and down-to-earth well-being as well. The title of today's episode is Holistic Self-Care, which has two aspects to it. One, self-care, is about looking after ourselves, caring for ourselves, noticing and paying attention to us our needs, our physical and emotional states. It is about loving ourselves enough so that we don't forget about our own existence. How often do you meditate, scan your body, looking for any signs of energetic imbalance, and when found, take action to address it? Pause and notice your emotional state. But there is much more to it than that. It is about allocating regular time, the most precious commodity there is to us. It's about putting in your diary my time. The second aspect, holistic, is equally important. It is about approaching our self-care from the physical, emotional and spiritual perspectives, body, mind and spirit as one. It also means using many different modalities, techniques and tools from body movement, meditation and coaching to chakra work, psychic readings and magic. To help us explore this important topic, I invited a special guest who is an expert in this field. Mindy Radock is an intuitive wellness coach, dance instructor, owner and instructor of a karate school and certified massage therapist. She is an intuitive healer and an avid practitioner of meditation and yoga, loves crystals and witchy stuff. (laughs) Mindy uses all the tools in her toolbox to help her clients and teach them to trust their intuition and discover the magic they have inside. And now Mindy joins me from Optin, Massachusetts. Hello, Mindy. Welcome to Quantum Living. Lovely to have you with us. How are you? Thank you so much. I am very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Wow. What a great combination of skills and talents you have. And I absolutely love it. And it's such an important topic, I feel, to especially in these days, these difficult times that we are all going through. So I'm so happy that uh, that we have connected and that we can have this chat. So to begin with, could you please share with us 
a bit of your personal journey. What led you to combining the physical self-care with the spiritual dimension of living? Um, Again, thank you for inviting me to be on today. Um, My journey started long ago. Um, Movement was the first part of my journey. I started dancing at about five years old. I was that little girl that needed an outlet. I needed some sort of creativity. I needed something to do. And dance was that thing for a very long time. Um, Through dance, through movement, I always felt really good. It made me feel happy. Um, It made me feel myself. And through that wellness And uh, that side of things grew from it. Actually went off to college and my freshman year of college, my best friend at the time opened my eyes to a little bit more of the spiritual side of things. Mm. Um, As I discovered the spiritual side of things, I also discovered a new style of dance. I became um, very involved in modern dance and the link between the physical And what's happening inside you as I learned how to improvise and intuitively move really began an amazing journey and connection. Now, that was over 20 years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And since then, it has evolved. Um, I went away from teaching dance. Um, I, I got an injury, unfortunately. My sons were very young when that happened and your body does not heal the same way anymore. And that's when I entered the world of massage Mm -hmm. and wellness started coming out of my hands and I was still moving. I would feel like I was dancing around the massage table and moving in different ways. Um, The journey continued to evolve and martial arts entered my life um, along with the meditation and the focus differently that I learned through martial arts and now it's just kind of all one big mishmash of everything that I do. <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful mishmash. What a beautiful pathway. And everything was evolving so naturally and coming into place organically for you, which is absolutely beautiful. At which point did you start consciously working with energy? Like when you were aware of that you are working with energy? I was aware a lot earlier than I allowed myself to realize I was aware. When I taught dance, I could pick up on the energies of my students coming into the room. I could start sensing, okay, what type of class are we going to have today? Just by how the students were coming into the room. Then as I became a massage therapist and touch entered the vocabulary, started understanding the energy transfer that was happening between myself and my clients. And I often heard as a massage therapist, I told you the pain or discomfort was on the other side, but you somehow went, you switched sides and you found the root of the problem. Like it wasn't where I originally thought it was. I always had this coming from clients or how did you know I had a headache? I didn't even mention I had a headache and I didn't know how I knew. I just knew. And I just kind of, again, let it evolve and kind of went with the flow. 
And it just kind of told me it was a part of me and I needed to explore it, experience it and let it happen more. You mentioned a moment ago intuitive body movement, which I think is really beautiful because I know exactly what you're talking about. I quite often, when I start my exercise, I just allow, I just close my eyes and I just allow my body to move the way it wants to move. You know, whether it's stretching, whether it's twisting, whether it's bend, whatever it wants to do, I allow it to do. And it's amazing what happens. So, Could you talk to the intuitive body movement that obviously you can translate into either exercise or a dance or whatever? Could you talk to this? Because I find it fascinating. Your your body knows what it needs, even if you don't realize it. Your body has things it wants to tell you. I typically put music on, but you don't have to. It can be in silence. But if you just sit and listen, and allow your body to tell you, it will tell you, okay, my neck is tight. My neck is sore. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to move. I'm a little bit down in the dump. So I'm going to play some music and let my body just start flowing in it. It's a wave naturally raising the vibration, Mm -hmm. naturally raising your energy with no external influence other than maybe, like I said, music, Mm -hmm. but it's just, peaceful. It's it, it's hard to learn. It's hard to let go. But that moment you finally do, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. I remember teaching my um, some of my dance students who were teenagers, 15, 16 years old. They move how they're told to move. And I'm suddenly saying, no, move how you want to move. Mm. And it's just a beautiful experience to watch, to see it unfold, to have someone discover that, oh, this naturally is inside me. This is what Mm. is flowing out of me. And it's, it's, I mean, I mean, intuitive movement, it can be going for a walk. It doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be dance. It doesn't have to be stretching. It can just be going, all right, what do I need right now? I need to go for a walk. It can be so many things. Yeah. And even in modern dance, as you said, when you improvise, I feel that that's where this occurs, this connection with the body occurs when you allow your body to move in whatever way it wants. And then you choreograph it, if you like, very naturally and very organically. It's not often enough. We talk about mind-body connection. You hear people say mind-body connection all over the place. But how often do you actually connect that mind-body, that improvisation, that natural intuitive movement is a pure connection of mind-body? Absolutely. So what is wellness coaching? I, I might define it a little differently because uh, I let my witchiness come into the side with my 
wellness coaching? Absolutely. Your wellness coaching. I'll rephrase it. What is your wellness coaching? <laughs> so my wellness coaching, what I like to talk about is I like to help clients, people, women specifically, because I can relate on a level with women because I am one. Um, I help them find their motivation and give them tools to start making changes. Some of the tools I use are mindfulness, meditation. I work a lot with crystals. Um, I introduce crystals into my clients' toolbox very early in the process. Um, And where I use my intuition in the wellness side of it, I can help them start releasing energy blocks. I can help them start focusing a little bit deeper. So my wellness is not just drink lots of water. My wellness goes inward a lot more. We do a bit of shadow work. We do a bit of chakra work. We do a little bit, I guess, a little bit of everything. (laughs) Okay. And uh, do you incorporate physical self-care, like physical activity of any sort? I I absolutely do. I kind of go by what the client is going to be needing and wanting. A lot of the times um, I will incorporate, since I teach yoga, um, I will incorporate, I'll I'll recommend yoga poses to help go through different unblock, like our heart chakra will go into a certain yoga pose. What about Um, karate? I do. (laughs) I do use karate a little bit. I have an event that I hold at our karate school. It's called Mojo at the Dojo. Uh And it started just before we entered the pandemic. And our first night was come in and just punch and kick a karate bag and release everything going on inside of you. And then we'll meditate. Wow. It has evolved. It has gone back to karate. It has gone to, it's been around a little bit of everything we've tried, Mm. but I definitely incorporate physical movement, even if I'm not guiding them through it, I'm recommending the different get out in nature, go for a walk, those types of full body experiences. Mm. Do you have clients, coaching clients that also do your karate classes? Not. um, (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) So um, a lot of my karate students are actually, I focus on our preschool program. Okay. So I have them, I actually teach the four to six-year-olds how to meditate, how to um, shift their focus, how to explore what their bodies are telling them when they get all excited and how we can calm back down. Um, So I incorporate martial arts, but that's more for my Little monsters, we'll call Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, With our adults, some of them I kind of work through with different things as well, but I kind of let them guide themselves at that Uh point. If they're interested in it, we'll chit-chat and stuff.
So what do martial arts, yoga and meditation have in common from your perspective? Oh, to me, they have more in common than they don't have in common. Um, They all help focus us. They all help shift our energy, raise our energy. Meditation even can do this because there's so many styles of meditation. They don't just hit us on a physical level. They work our brains as well. I mean, as you're processing through um, martial arts, when we're learning forms and we're working through something, it's, it's almost like a chess match, but I'm physically the chess piece. I'm getting myself from point A to point B, working through a yoga class, working through a sequence that might be a little bit of a tougher struggle. I have to work through it similarly in that chess match type approach. All three of them to me take a little bit of inward reflection, um, the belief in myself that I can get through this this tough form, this tough mental block that I'm meditating on, this tough pose in yoga, they all take a a really big self-reflection in my mind, the inner strength. Um, And they definitely all touch upon spirituality in a slightly different manner. Martial arts and yoga share that Eastern mindfulness mindset meditation absolutely falls into that as well um so in my world i can't have one without the other anymore they just have all become such a piece to the puzzle that complete each other beautiful i mentioned earlier on how important it is in these difficult times in particular for people to take into account and focus on their physical health and well-being and self-care together and alongside with their personal and spiritual development. Could you talk to this, how important it is and what role does self-care play? And by the way, I just love the term self-care. It's like I'm taking care of myself. And not many people use this term. I actually came across it for the first time last year when I heard it from my coaching client who was going through particular difficult difficult times. And, and I think that's for the first time I heard in this context the term self-care. And I thought, how beautiful. So could you talk to the importance of self-care in these times in particular? We are such type such a type of people that we take care of others before we take care of ourselves. I mean, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a child. I have parents that I helped take I help take care of everybody in my life through our jobs, whether we work retail or in business, we're always taking care of other people. But focusing back and giving ourselves that attention is just as important. I love saying to my clients and people, you don't let your cell phone battery get below a certain point. Why do you let 
your battery get below a certain point? Why, why is, is there such an amount of burnout going on around us? And it's not just burnout from the jobs we're ha- we, we take, our careers. It's burnout from so much. And it's because I feel it's because we're not pausing. We're not taking that moment. We're not listening to our body and saying, nope, I need this today. And that's, that's self-care to me. It can be massages. It can be facials. It can be anything that you term self-care to be, however you need to recharge. That's self-care. Learn more about Quantum Living, a cutting-edge approach to self-empowerment and emotional freedom at the intersection of science and spirituality. It is the master key to understanding how life works and gives you many tools and strategies to change your life experiences. Whether dealing with emotional addictions, relationship issues, self-sabotage blocking the progress and achievement in your life, or any other challenge, Quantum Living is the space you want to be in. My Quantum Living coaching program is as psychological, spiritual, and esoteric as it is educational and practical. In the advanced stage of the program, I will take you on a quantum soul journey in a deep theta state to other dimensions and realities, which is an amazing and profound experience. I also invite you to sign up for Quantum Talk, my free monthly newsletter with a blog, updates and special offers. When you do, you will instantly receive a download copy of my book, The Seven Keys to Quantum Communication, absolutely free. To book your free diagnostic session and receive your free book, visit quantumliving.com.au today. You'll be glad you did. Absolutely. And this includes obviously meditation. So any, any time and an activity that we can take to care for ourselves, essentially, that's, that's exactly what it means. What about stress? Because as we talked before this recording, we can pretty much trace down any discomfort, any illness, any disease, any physical and mental issue down to stress. Could you talk to this? How often this is the root cause of any issues and what are your key generic approaches to managing stress? I mean, stress is the true epidemic. Stress is the true thing that unfortunately ties us all together, no matter where we are in the world. Um, Personally, when I'm feeling stressed, I have to move. That's where my moving comes in even more. Mm. And that's what I I definitely recommend to people. If you are feeling that stress creep up, if you're feeling not yourself, if there's something occurring around you that is just creating something inside you, I say move. I say physically release that stress. And the difference 
that you'll feel can be amazing. I mean, working with my massage clients, a lot of the clients I see have sedentary lifestyles. They sit at a desk at work all day. They have a long commute. They sit in their car for a long commute. They go home. They sit on their couch and just veg out. Where's the simple, just go for a walk around your neighborhood. The just sit on the floor and stretch and move. Just add that. I call them blink breaks when I'm working. Um, Every so often, I will make sure I get up from my desk and I take a blink break and I walk around even just my house for a few minutes. Just move to a different place. And physically, the stress will begin to leave your body. Mm. What about breathing? Do you recommend any particular breathing exercises or just breathe? (laughs) Just breathe in general. I'm a very big fan of box breathing where you um, breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, hold for four counts, and repeat the whole pattern a few times. I mean, some people have a set amount of times they do it. My intuition won't let me give you a set amount of times, just let you. What does it do? It resets your mind. It breaks up that that pattern of whatever that thought process that is going on in your mind, it forces you, well, you're counting the four. Because if you don't count the four, you'll lose the pattern. It- can we do it now just as a demonstration? If you can count, and I'll do the breathing. Okay. Absolutely. So? So breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Release. Two, Three, four, hold. Two, three, four. Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Release. Two, three, four. And hold. Two, three, four. Beautiful. Just kind of interrupts that. Yes, and I can feel actual. I can feel the difference even after two uh, yeah. two rounds. So, how many would you do? Like five, four, up to ten, maybe. I typically do four or five, mm-hmm. but there are days that I might catch. Now I just do it without even realizing I'm doing it, and I just—it's kind of my moment of release. I'm actually feeling different. That's amazing, and and I did only two rounds wow okay thank you You're thank welcome. you I, I must remember this this uh and and do it when i need it but yes it's just like uh how can i describe this it opens up something in my head it's like a reset beautiful button. gosh so simple so quick and so effective thank you you're very welcome yeah so coming back to stress say when you have a client either for coaching or massage or for for any or a combination of of any of those services and you quickly identify that stress is the issue how would you take the client through the process of not only generically speaking obviously because everyone is different but generically speaking how would you take the client through the process not only of de-stressing which is the the first first important step 
but also to teach them how to manage stress because we cannot extract ourselves from stress altogether. That's impossible. So once we have de-stressed our mind and body, the next step is to how do I manage stress so that I don't get to this point again? So my number one with whoever I'm working with is what is the main cause of your stress? What is your root cause? Is it work-related? Is it family-related? Is it financially related? Where is the root of your stress? So we identify the where or the what. Then we start talking about the why. Why is that the cause of your stress? Why is work causing you so much stress? Is it you don't have boundaries in place? Is it you don't have this? If it Are you missing that? Are you not getting the recognition you feel? What? Why? Why is that happening? Then once the spotlight is on that thing, we can start working on untying it, unfolding it. Does it go deeper than that? Is it not actually from work, but it's the way one specific person speaks to you? Mm -hmm. And why is that creating a stress? And a lot of the times, once those types of things are identified, you suddenly realize, oh, okay, I've identified it. I've drawn, turned the light bulb on, on that moment. And it's easier to start releasing it. Okay. I have to put boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. Okay. When that person is in my space, I have to picture a bubble around me and they can't enter their energy. Can't affect me in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. So you teach them that how to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And with massage Mm -hmm. clients, it's, because I'm working on the physical release for them of this stress, we talk about how to keep the stress from becoming theirs, how how to stop embodying the stress, taking the stress from the mind and putting it into the body, where along the lines we can disconnect that from happening. And a lot of the times, once you identify it, once you discover the why, once you release it, it just kind of unfolds and unravels and just the knots unravel. Mm. You mentioned earlier on that you can sense you have healing energy coming from your hands when you are working with the client. Do you do Reiki or any other type of energy healing as opposed to massage? I have actually never been trained in Reiki, but I have been told many times from people that I do Reiki. So Mm -hmm. um, I do crystal healing. I work with crystals. Um, And I use the properties, the energies that each crystal holds to help Mm -hmm. me work with 
my clients' energy. I love crystals too. I absolutely love them. So when you are working with crystals, do you place crystals on the client's body? Do you let them hold the crystals? Do you do you ask them to meditate with the crystals, to go inside the crystal in their meditation? Yes, to all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yes, um, I use crystals along mm. the client's chakras. Um, I will also use palm stones to have them hold in each of their hands. Um, I'll use crystals, very grounding crystals down by their feet um, in that type of aspect. Um, If they have their own crystals, I love when they can bring their own crystals into the session Mm. because they already have a personal relationship with those crystals and we can work with them in different ways um, as well. And definitely meditation. I um, write my own meditations and I will... I have quite a few meditations that I've written that actually go into the properties of the crystal that you're holding in your hand and drawing the energies from the crystals and how it can benefit you in different ways. So that's kind of like a remote healing session almost. How did you find out those specific properties of each crystal? Did you learn it somewhere or... Is it more of an intuitive knowledge? It's a little bit of both. I call myself a perpetual learner. I love researching and finding out what I can around me. But first, I kind of do it on an intuitive level. Um, What naturally comes to me, then I'm almost like quizzing myself because then I'll look it up online or in a book or something like that. And I'll be like, (laughs) oh, it has these properties, but I kind of already knew that. So it's it's a little bit of, yeah. (laughs) Okay, lovely. So speaking of your magical toolbox, if you like, let's talk magic. What tools do you use in your work with people? Because I, I, We've talked about crystals. I understand that you also work with candles and others. So let's bring in magic into into this conversation. Um, Magic is in everything I do. So sometimes I don't even realize I'm using it. It's just already there. Um, I have a certain deck of oracle cards. They're actually crystal cards that I use. Um, I'll do a reading for clients, like before a healing service to see what the cards are telling me. Um, I use meditation a lot. I use, I definitely use candles. I use colors. Um, I do a lot of chakra work. The colors, the candles and the chakras and the crystals kind of all seamlessly tie together. So, okay. How do you use colors? So each color has meaning behind it. Every as we've learned and discovered through time, everything has energy. Mm-hmm. Now think for a moment. If you see the color yellow, what do you think when you see the color yellow? High energy. It immediately connects with the sun in my mind. So there is really strong energy. It is a an intellectual color for me. So it, if you like, helps with, with memory or just re- refreshes your mind, just like when you go out in the sun, you just 
mm-hmm. have like a breath of fresh air. So, so it's a it's about freshness and and intellect and brightness and high energy for me. <laughs> Absolutely, it, it's it's a happy, yeah. it's a joyful color. It brings so much joy with it. Now, if you think of red, some people might go it's an angry mm-hmm. color, where some people might say it's a passionate mm-hmm. color. So each color brings its own energy to the table. So depending on how you use it, how you look at it, if you look at red as an as an angry color, I would recommend you might not use it so much. But if you look at red as a passionate, as a loving type color, then it's going to help insert some of that into you and what you're doing. So that's how I look at colors. Okay. And how do you actually work with colors? So do you do you ask your clients to meditate in a specific color or do you ask them to hold or you, you shine a light of a particular color in the room? How do you actually use the color? I don't use light um, currently. Um, I definitely have the client in see colors before them. Um, as we're working through with clients, if I notice they're stuck in a certain they're having trouble public speaking. They're having trouble finding their creativity. I'll recommend certain colors that they start wearing a little more frequently, that they start surrounding themselves a little more frequently with. Uh, if they're anxious or they have high energy that they need to bring down, I'll recommend ways to work with those colors. Um, a lot of the times if we're doing a calming, soothing meditation, I'll recommend more of like a pastel hue. If we're looking to raise the energy, raise the vibration, we'll go for a more vibrant shade of a color to envision. A lot of the times when I work with clients, I won't mention a color, but they'll start telling me the colors they're seeing. Okay. And we can kind of work. Why are you seeing that particular and how are you resonating with that color? Would you like to learn how to meditate in Theta, the optimum frequency you can have in a meditative state? By popular demand, I have created an instructional Theta meditation package containing a guided audio meditation and an introduction booklet. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind resource that will help you achieve and maintain the elusive Theta state throughout your meditation and will give you the important background information about Theta Meditation and this process. For more details, please go to the store on my website at quantumliving.com.au. Let's talk about working with the chakras. You mentioned chakras a few times. So just for those listeners who are not familiar, perhaps, with the chakra system, could you give us just a brief snapshot overview of what are the chakras and then how you work with the chakras in your sessions with clients? Every human, every being, every living creature has seven main chakras um, that are kind are like our energy center of our body. 
They start down in our root chakra, which is our very grounding, centering chakra. That's down near our tailbone area. Then we'll move into our sacral chakra, which is a little bit north of that, down in our sacrum area. That's our creativity center. As we move up, we have our, our solar plexus, our yellow chakra. That's our joy center. We have our heart chakra above that. And I think heart chakra is self-explanatory on that one. It's our, our love, our that energy lives there. Just above that, we have our throat chakra. There we'll find our true voice, our true self can come out through that. Um, up above, we have our third eye chakra, which if you are open with your third eye, that's where your psychic awareness and that comes in. And above that, we have our crown chakra which connects to the universe in the world around us. And they're energy flow areas in our bodies. How I work with chakras, um, I'll during the healing sessions, like I mentioned, I'll put crystals that coincide with those sh- chakras on each chakra. And then I go through and I use pendulums. And I use pendulums to help the energy flow. And I ask, are we open? Are we blocked? Are we too open? Are we, what's going on here? I'll get my answers from my pendulums. Um, I actually have one pendulum for every chakra. And then I then use the pendulums to connect our chakras to each other, to bring our, our crown down to our root our root up to our crown. Um, Everything has to connect in how I like to work. And that's how I make the connections happen for people. So your approach is truly holistic, is very, very comprehensive and like all embracing, which I find really beautiful and, and very healthy. Speaking of health, do you, in, in particular, when, when you talk about colors or when you recommend certain colors and even in other conversations, do you recommend certain foods or certain nutritional changes to your clients? I'm not into the nutrition side of things so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, as we're talking colors, I might recommend eat more red food, eat more blue food. Um, I have my own dietary issues. I am uh, basically allergic to gluten and I would never want to recommend something to someone that goes against their natural, what their body wants. So I'm not really as much into the nutritional side of things, maybe someday, but not currently. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, your menu of your services and offerings, which you beautifully combine and mesh up, as you said, <laughs> together in a very holistic way is, is wonderful. Could you share with us a couple of specific examples from your work with clients where things were not going very well and then through your work, through the application of your specific approaches and the combination of, of, the, of those has brought a very good outcome for the client. Absolutely. I had a client not not too long ago who she was a, feeling a little lost, I'll say. 
She had lost her mother in the last year. Her father now lived with her, was very stressful, draining on her. Her job was very stressful and draining and pulling of her. She wasn't telling, she was telling me she wasn't feeling grounded. She wasn't feeling connected. She felt a major disconnect with everything going on around her. So I did a healing session on her and I focused a lot of my time, um, root chakra down to her feet, really bringing her down to the earth, the earth up to her, balancing in through her chakras. After the initial session, she said she felt fabulous. Um, She felt a lot of men, like not mental changes, but she felt a shift start happening. About two weeks later, she reached out to me that she had the most amazing job offer that would absolutely change, be a game changer for her. Wow. And she wasn't sure how she should approach it. So she asked me to do a card reading. Mm-hmm. So I went into the card reading very open-minded and just letting the cards tell me. And of course, I, I feel very stereotypical in the answer I got that I, I told her, you already know the answer. But I gave her some reassurance from the cards that said, that the choice she is going to make, whatever that choice might be, she'll feel the immediate positive shift from it. I heard back from her a couple of days later that she made the choice to go with the new position. And so far, things seem to be very vastly improving for her. So Mm. I'm hoping it continues down that road for her. My energy I'm sending towards her that she continues to feel this positive shift happening and that everything is happening for the right reasons for her. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. How would you view the holistic self-care and magic, magical, quote-unquote, or maybe not quote-unquote, let's remove quote-unquote, magical practices that you incorporate in your work through the lens of quantum reality and quantum principles? So when we're talking about everything is energy and 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 the power of our thoughts and emotions. So, because it all ties together, how would you view this? How would you view your work against the backdrop of the quantum reality and how life really works, how energy really works? Well, you, you get back what you give out. You, it, it's that equal exchange. If you're not equally giving to you, what you're giving to others, you're automatically creating a deficiency. When you have a deficiency, you're now fighting an uphill battle. You flip the switch, you twist it, and you start giving to yourself exactly what you're giving out. There isn't a deficiency. There isn't an uphill battle of I'm stressed, I'm feeling it. You're you're creating an equilibrium of balance 
that needs to exist. And by taking the time to focus inward, to me, um, magic, witchy ways, witchy, Mm -hmm. witchy witchcraft, (laughs) all focuses back on me. I'm taking time. To me, that's self-care. I'm taking time to do what brings my heart joy. I'm giving myself the focus, the attention, what it wants and what it needs. And now we have a balance. And now when I give out to the world, I'm happy and joyful. I'm giving the world more joy. I'm sharing with the world what the world needs. I often hear people say, be a mirror and reflect what you want. Okay, yes, but sometimes if that mirror is someone being angry at you and you're reflecting back that anger, you're not keeping the balance. But instead, if you take in that anger, transmute it and send back out the love, the joy that you truly embody, then you're you're not just being a mirror, you're shifting, you're helping flip the switch to the other side. Oh, thank you. I'm loving it. I'm just loving what you just shared with us. It's so, it's so poignant. It's so profound and so simple, really beautiful. Thank you. So Mindy, could you now tell us about your services, your products. Obviously, I will include all the links in the show notes so that people can reach you. But in a nutshell, what what are your offerings? What are your products and services? How people can can work with you? In a nutshell, it might be a big nutshell. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Go for so, it. <laughs> I have actually a monthly subscription box that I make and create. Unfortunately, right now it is only available stateside just because of everything shipping internationally is a little crazy. Um, I call it the magic ritual box. And each month, a crystal sets the theme of the box. And I take those properties of the crystals and I make self-care products, um, incense, there's an art piece in it. But the most important part of the box is every month I write a ritual, which is just another word for routine Mm -hmm. for people to follow. It's teaching you self-care. So it might be step one, cleanse the space around you. Mm -hmm. Step two, light your incense and be in the moment. Step three, turn on the meditation and focus on your. So it's, it's kind of walking people through the process to learn self-care because I don't feel like we're taught self-care often enough. Um, I do offer in-person and remote healing sessions. Um, They involve crystals. So crystal healing sessions. I have another item I like to call crystal healing pouches. So this is, it's remote, but it's a little bit of me coming to you. I will have a conversation with the client and they'll tell me what they have going on. And I will choose crystals 
that I feel will benefit them, heal them, help them along their journey. Um, I cleanse, clear, and charge the crystals. Um, and they get a typed out explanation of whatever, how every crystal, crystal mm-hmm. is going to benefit them. Okay. Um, I oh, make lovely. macrame. I make bath products. I Oh, <laughs> gosh. You are so talented. Oh, thank oh my you. goodness. So I, I, I call my, I say, I just have to keep busy, but you can say talented. <laughs> well, both busy and ta- I mean, talented to begin with and then busy by actualizing your talents and producing all those wonderful, uh, wonderful products. So all this is available on your website. And so once people go to your website, they can find all this information. So I would definitely include a link in the show notes. Lovely. Mindy, what would be your final thought, your your key message, your key takeaway from our conversation for people? Be true to you. Listen to what you have to say to you. And it, it's beautiful when you finally and when you truly can. This is what I call, I say, every person has magic inside them. And You can use that word however you want. That magic can be creativity. That can be courage. That can be strength. We all have to remind ourselves sometimes what that magic is. But more importantly, you have to share that magic with the world. So be true to you. Find your magic and share it. Oh, I'm loving it. Thank you so much. Beautiful words of wisdom. And thank you, Mindy for your beautiful presence and sharing all your knowledge and wisdom with us today. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. I much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this time. Thank you. That's all for today, folks. If you enjoyed the show, please post a review on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to listen to it and lift the spirit across the world and the universe. For the show notes and contact details, please go to my Quantum Living Podcast on podpage.com. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, be well.